got sick and- How? You were doing fine! <laughs> so is the one with cholera! But I got sick and died. dog crying. It is. Oh dear. Is it history? Is it fiction? Is it somewhere in between? What's the real story behind the computer game you think you know? This is Real Fiction. Hi guys! Hi! Hello. So my special guest today, my sister Isabel. Hi! And her fiance James. Hello! Distinguishing between you and me is going to be difficult, I just realized that. Uh, we sound very similar. I'll just talk like Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> and James will just be... First they think you're crazy, <laughs> then you shoot some buffalo, then you change the world. I hate that. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, something unusual today. So this is gonna be my first computer game, which is also why I brought you guys here because you are both, both, well, you both enjoy computer games and video games, but also this one has a special place for Isabel and I. That's right. Um, so Isabel, do you want to explain what this game is? Yes. So we are talking about the Oregon Trail Deluxe <laughs> specifically. Um, because the Oregon Trail Deluxe was what was on the computers at school when our school got all those cool IMAX with the color in the back. And that was this was the one that everyone played before we figured out that Nanosaur was also on the computers. Excellent game. So the brief moment where we were playing something that was edutational. Edutainment, as they call it. Yes. So the takeaways from this about what you actually learned from the Oregon Trail, is it uh, really just that there was lots of dysentery? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. is that what, is there anything that you actually learned? That there was an Oregon Trail. That That's true. I don't think we've gotten to that part yet in history. history. Actually, this is interesting because so James is from Fort Worth, Texas. Being from Texas, you know, certainly like the idea of pioneers and like wagon trains weren't news, right? Because like there would be, you know, certainly like very basic like kindergarten or even preschool history, quote unquote, would probably cover here's what cowboys are and cowboys are in wagons. So we're, this is not clear, we're in New York, we grew up in New York, so we're, yes. like, the Wild West is like, the rest of America to the west of us. Mm -hmm. um, you start in Independence, Missouri, is Independence, Missouri real? Yes. yes. Okay, because that, that, is, that is like point one of the point I'm trying to make, right? Because like, Independence, Missouri sounds like a fake thing that you make up and you're like, where am I going to start this? Oregon Trail in America. I'm like, right. oh, we're going to start in the town. Independence, Missouri. So, like, to I Liberty, truly, Oregon. Like, I am today <laughs> years old when I've learned that Independence is like an actual place and not the like makeup place that... Yeah, born and raised in New York over here. Yeah. Independence, Missouri. Coastal elites. Coastal elites. So, um, I mean, the reason I ask this is because this is the... This is the first thing that we're doing for an episode that is supposed to be educational and is supposed to actually teach you something about history rather than just be loosely based off of history and dramatized to whatever effect for whatever reason. So just a quick note on the game's history. It was started by three public school teachers from Minnesota. They created the idea of the Oregon Trail in 1971. Holy sh 
Yes. So very early on, you didn't even, you weren't even really playing on computers necessarily. Yeah. What you would play on was there was a mainframe computer and it was basically like a teletypewriter thing that's connected into the mainframe. Oh my god. And it's gosh. like, you're writing out the answers that are on paper and it like types back answers to you in like a weird sort of choose your adventure system where Sorry, you're sending messages we back. We need to pay forth. our teachers more. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. So it was always a like. Tronic. It didn't start as like a pen and paper, choose your own adventure. No. And so the Oregon Trail, what it actually was, was uh, there were a number, number of trails during the 1800s across the U.S. that all of our pioneers were taking. The Oregon Trail was one of those from Independence, Missouri, um, which is all a real place. The people of Independence, Missouri. call <laughs> <laughs> to the Oregon Territory. With the Oregon Trail, that was first traced by primarily fur traders and missionaries. Um, going out there and the trail was heavily traveled until 1884 when the Union Pacific Railway was built. So this is like beginning to middle uh, 1800s is really the peak of it and that's where the game takes place. Okay. It's up until that railway is built. So also through the Civil War. So the pioneers themselves. That is, I've never thought of them as contemporaneous things. Right. This is one of those things in history where you like forget Things are happening at, at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Um, but obviously the Civil War, is, Civil War is not a part of this computer game. No. Um, but it has some interesting tangents that are related to how this trail, um, what happens on this trail. The pioneers themselves were primarily white. There were some black pioneers, though I'm sure they are not featured in this game. Um, interestingly, one of them that I want to give a shout out to, his name was George Washington Bush. Wow. Yeah. And he was one of the first multiracial pioneers to settle in the Pacific Northwest. Cool. He was um, mixed heritage from part Irish and part African. And he's kind of amazing. He's a war vet from War of 1812. He married um, this German woman named Isabella James. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are just looking at each other. Well, I had to share that, obviously. Yeah. Isabella James. James is much less excited. It's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> and they went out west with basically a bunch of his white friends and he like bankrolled all of them because he was a very successful um, businessman. He goes out there. Baller. And he gets to Oregon. Please tell me there's a good ending to this story. Yes. Okay. Um, so Missouri, though, obviously was a slave state. So there was a lot of pressure to leave. They go out to Oregon. Oregon has a black exclusion law, which wouldn't let him stay. So he ends up in Washington. And then even after settling there, his neighbors had to petition to Congress to let him keep his land. So a lot of these exclusion laws were in place in these territories, territories specifically to discourage black pioneers from coming there. A lot of the people that were traveling there, even if they were from the North, they might have been technically anti-slavery, but they did not want to live alongside African-Americans or people of other races at all. Yeah. So a lot of these exclusion laws are in place, and that's also why we see a lot of these white pioneers. I actually looked into this. This is one of the first things I looked into because, well, one thing I've learned from this podcast is to always assume that the history was not as white as I think it is. But also I was thinking, like, wouldn't it make a lot of sense to have a lot of black pioneers? Yeah. Like, if they're going out into these territories that aren't really states yet. I like um, weren't there a lot. Yeah, exactly. And if it's coming from Missouri. But I think this, these laws are what kept people from wanting to make the trail. America was never great. America was never great. Wow, I'm going to use this when you run for president. <laughs> so many clips from here. 
Thank you for this. You're most welcome. Okay, so about the people who are actually on the trail, yeah, so it's funny when I read up all these articles about that people write about the game itself, everyone's like, yeah, I was a banker. Didn't we all choose bankers? Oh, it tells oh. us starting uh, cash for each profession as well as their special advantages. Bankers just have a bunch of starting cash and no special advantages. Yeah, that was how we played Oregon Trail 3, was we picked the banker because they had the most money. <laughs> everything else was meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that instinct is completely sound because the Oregon Trail was super expensive. So the people who are also on the trail are much wealthier citizens. If you were poor or middle class, you cannot, you cannot afford this. Shit. Yeah. Um, which was also another interesting thing that I didn't really expect, but makes a lot of sense. Sorry, wait, actually, I do have one last question. Oh, yeah, go for it. Was the whole idea, like, if you get to Oregon and can just, like, set up shop, you get the land? Like, is that part of what was the appeal? Is it just, like, a free-for-all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. A place where there's not other people. Just kidding. Obviously, there are people there. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of <a> problem. <laughs> well, we're going to touch on that in a sec. Okay. So the journey itself, in the game, correct me if I'm wrong, but you really, you just have, like, your family of... X number of people in yeah. this wagon, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So in real life, it was not a solitary journey like that, where it's like one family, one wagon. It's a wagon trail of a bunch of people all moving together. Yeah, it's a caravan. You know the expression to together. circle the wagons? You yes. need multiple wagons. You know, actually, that's interesting, because in Oregon Trail 3, every, like, most nights, you can, like, talk to someone. There's, like, a thing that you can, you're, like, talking to someone in the party... So I think in Oregon Trail 3 and there is... And there's like other... You can like see in the background the art of a circle of wagons. Yeah, I think in Oregon Trail 3 at least there is a conception that there are other wagons in the train, but the game... You are managing your wagon. Right. Yeah, it, I mean it would have been... It was a very sort of democratic system. It's like there's maybe the wagon leader, but everyone has a say in the decisions that they do. And because these trails were actually very frequently traveled and also very crowded it means that there were a lot of like guidebooks and instructions hmm. so like by the time that this game is really taking place it's not like they're out really we'll pioneering in the wilderness trail. yeah exactly they're not like lewis and clarking it obviously mm -hmm. they have like guidebooks and obviously that also is going to affect the crowding is going to affect also the hygiene which is where the disease comes in mm -hmm. um but we'll get to that in a second well, now we're just going to talk about the various, like, dangers that you have. Oh, man. Because <laughs> there are so many things that happen in this game. If there's a reason you don't survive, <laughs> your wagon burns, thieves steal your oxen, you run out of provisions, or you die of cholera, don't give up. Unlike the real-life pioneers of 1848, you can try again and again until you succeed and your name is added to the Oregon Trail list of legends. Can I pause there? Does anyone remember your wagon burning in this game? We'll find out soon enough. Okay. One was crossing the rivers. The rivers. Fording it was the most common way to do it if you didn't have enough money for the ferry. Oh my god. Because since it was so dangerous, most people would just pay for the ferry. Fording the river never works. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the, the game ending with like you're in a river like dodging rocks and something? Like, okay. Yeah, but I don't think you actually even control the wagon. I think it just shows an animation of your wagon going down the river. And there are whirlpools, and there are rocks, and inevitably your wagon hits one, and 
That's really harsh. That is what It's super harsh. Like. It may also be untrue because I... If you just <laughs> yeah, didn't know how to play the mini game. So it was a mini game. You just yeah, didn't know how to play it. Exactly. I'm He's just describing the younger sibling experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unfortunate. One of the things that was actually maybe even more dangerous was going on mountains. These greenhorns he heading across the Rockies know nothing about surviving in the mountains. This is the same guy again. This yeah, the same, the, the same guy that was haunting us from fort to fort <laughs> is now informing us of people not knowing how to cross mountains. It gets awful cold up there, even in the summer. Many a travel crossing the mountains too late in the year has gotten snowbound and died. A lot of the paths there were super narrow and super twisty that the wagons would always fall over anyway. So there are a lot of like things like that they would just try to avoid outright if they could. I just had a vision of a wagon like tumbling down a mountain, <sighs> like the wheel slipping off the edge and yes. then, like straight up tumble. I don't know if that's accurate, but I just was like, oh. You mean like in the game? No. <laughs> or you're just like picturing it. In real life. <laughs> you did look very upset. Um, Hunting, so that's another thing that you said. Yeah, you look excited. So the hunting on this game. Oh, it's all rabbits. Ooh. After shooting at a lot of deer and rabbits, uh, Isabel took down a majestic bison. Yeah. It's kind of funny because most of the people on this train, these trails, like I said, they're, they're like wealthier citizens. They're not used to hunting. They're from these like cities. So they weren't good hunters at all. It was also dangerous to go out hunting because it was very easy to just get lost and then not be able to find your way back to the trail. Uh, let's go, guys. Oh, we immediately, day two, took the wrong trail. What? <laughs> yeah, April two, you took the wrong trail. So our wagon is delayed <laughs> right at the start. There was an right option the to take the wrong trail? <laughs> God almighty. One of the biggest problems on this trail was actually just accidents from guns because they were just so inept at using them. But interesting tangent, so the NRA was actually founded after the Civil War by a bunch of Union soldiers who wanted to train people in marksmanship because after the war they saw how many people didn't know how to use firearms and they wanted to promote firearm safety and education. So that's actually how the NRA got started. It's a miracle anybody fucking made it to Oregon. Seriously. Well, they had some help. Uh, the Native Americans along this trail would uh, participate in a lot of trade and in the game you're trading them for clothes But in real life, that's not really what they were trading, but I just remember giving them lots of clothes Yeah, I think it tells you to specifically to stock up on some clothes to give to the Indians. Yes Better take extra sets of clothing trade them to Indians for fresh vegetables fish or meat It's well worth hiring an Indian guide at river crossings expect to pay them. They're sharp traders not easily cheated <laughs> they don't need clothes, they need guns. Yeah. So like most of the time they were getting guns, ammunition. And actually relationships with the Native Americans on the trail tended to be quite good in the beginning, even though consistently there was always lots of fear that they were gonna get attacked. So like guidebooks and everything would always warn about like the very violent or savage Native Americans on this trail, but for the most part, relationships were actually very good in the beginning. After a certain point, like later in the 1860s, 1870s, a lot of the pioneers didn't need their help anymore and relationships soured. This is a, a Native American talking. The Pawnee are the mortal enemies of the Sioux. I would not hesitate to kill any Pawnee I meet. Wow. But I have never killed a white man. All I ask from the white man is to leave me alone and to leave my buffalo alone. I have some bad news for you, sir. They didn't need the Native Americans, and the Native Americans started to fight back. So at a certain point, violence was part of the trail. Mm -hmm. But not nearly to the point that it was constantly warned about from the beginning. Yeah. Also, we asked for it. Also, we asked for it. Seems like. 
Um, but that brings us to death. So death's on the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Uh, nearly one in ten who set off on the Oregon Trail didn't survive. That's pretty good. I would have expected more. Just based on this <laughs> based game. Based on everything that I've just like listed. Based on this game, I would have thought four and five did not make it. The Bureau of Land Management estimates twenty to 30,000 people died on the trail. 20 to 30,000 people. Total. Um, and... Deaths were from any number of reasons. A big one, the big two were accidents and disease. And those accidents could happen. The biggest accidental killers were shootings, drownings, being crushed by wagon wheels, injuries from domestic animals. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, And yeah, the shootings just goes back to general like exhaustion, inexperience with firearms, just like people making mistakes. Disease. That's due to the incredibly unsanitary conditions. So again, it's super crowded. People don't have access to clean water. Lots of the food is not preserved properly and it's rotten. Bad water, hang in there, everyone. Hang in there, Joey. Joey died. (laughs) Didn't even last a week. So it was just like rampant with diseases, oh, lots of contagious, nasty diseases. Interestingly, dysentery actually wasn't the most notorious one. It wasn't mm. the most feared one, but for some reason that was picked up as the meme. The actual worst one was cholera. I was going to say, cholera. Yeah, you guess. You know. Because um, I feel like that actually is the one I remember dying of more. Oh, really? Yeah. Like dysentery, I know, as the meme. But yeah. it is funny that it picked up the meme, maybe because it's funnier to say than cholera. Like, it's got the alliteration. You have died of dysentery. Oh, maybe, yeah. You know I mean? like, you've died of cholera. Yeah, whatever. Same. Also, I don't hear about dysentery really as often, or like in any other non-Oregon Trail context. I feel yeah. like I'm never going to bring up dysentery. That's right. I feel like the takeaway for me educationally was people learned that this trail was hard and that people died of disease. Like, I didn't learn a lot of specifics. But, like, I actually know that it exists in a very, like, deep... Like, I can get the pioneer joke in Spongebob, probably because of the organ... Like... <laughs> right. But it is interesting that I was like, yeah, you're right, actually, like... I don't know where else I would have learned that. Yeah. We made it! Oh, my God! <laughs> it's halfway through loading the screen, but I can see the screen that says, congratulations, you made it to the Lona Valley. Wow. If you're having fun listening, please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It really helps. You can also check out our website at realfictionpodcast.com, where we have a suggestion box if you have ideas for a future episode. And just for staying through our little plug, you get to hear what's up next. For next week's episode, the bad movie summary is... Nothing rallies people like some good long vowels. Correct, which I realize. You think your mic is gonna pick up this whistling? Yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Quiet, please.
Your dad. The award for best soundtrack goes to. <laughs> oh, you don't want any background music. And yeah. He like pretended to hit his head, like, but he's holding a giant knife. <laughs> like, a giant serrated bread knife. And he went, top tap. I was like, <laughs> don't do that. Um, what are we talking about? We're talking about death. Oh, yeah. 